1: of coffee and tune in to good morning aurora news weather and really cool interviews monday through friday from 8 to 9 a.m good morning aurora good morning aurora good morning aurora the time is now 707 you are listening to good morning aurora the second largest city's first daily news podcast it is monday the 15th Hope y'all doing well today. Hope everything is working out for you. You should be up. You better be up. You know what I'm saying? We'll sleep when we're dead. We're the second largest city's first daily news podcast coming to you live from beautiful downtown Aurora, the beating heart of the city, y'all. We are in it. Got a lot of news to talk about today and got a great interview for you. A wonderful top-notch interview. You are going to like this, I'm telling you. Uh, so stay tuned for that that'll be debuting at 10 o'clock a.m all right let's get into it virtual rock and rumble the next and final one starts today at 10 30 a.m a fun music and movement program for all ages this is brought to us by the aurora public library registration is required for that Shouts out to the library please take part in that easter initiatives got some good easter stuff happening An Easter breakfast and indoor egg hunt will be held from 9 a.m. to noon Saturday, March 20th at the Whitetail Ridge Golf Course, uh, Clubhouse Drive in Yorkville. In addition to a buffet breakfast, games, bunny photos, a donut wall, and an egg hunt by age groups are also planned. Bella Bunny and princesses from Disney will greet kids. Bike Bald Group is the sponsor. Shouts out to Bike Bald. You can visit their website at www.bikebald.com. Aurora Advent Christian Church 905 North Edge Lawn Drive will hold an annual Easter egg scramble for children through fifth grade at 11 a.m. Saturday the 27th on the church's north lawn. Pre-hunt indoor activities are suspended due to the pandemic. Participants are asked to wear masks. Aurora Noon Lions Club will hold its annual Easter Bunny pancake breakfast from 7.30 to 11 a.m. Saturday, April 3rd at Luigi's Pizza and Fun Center. Uh, the proceeds will benefit Marie Wilkinson Food Pantry and the Aurora Interfaith Food Pantry, both in Aurora. Dining in only with masks and social distancing required. The menu includes all-you-can-eat pancakes, sausages, mini donuts, and milk, juice, or coffee. Tickets are six bucks for kids. Oh, what up? Tickets are six bucks for adults. Excuse me, and uh, four dollars for children from age four. Tickets available at the door or from a noon lion. Shouts out. Village of Montgomery and Community Christian Church will hold a spring egg hunt for kids ages 1 through 10 on Sunday, April 4th. All right now um, from that excuse me that's from 1 to 3 p.m at Montgomery Park which is 301 North River Street. Games, crafts and refreshments are planned. New England Congregational Church's annual egg hunt for age, children ages 1 through 10 will be held Saturday, April 10th from 10 a.m. to 12:15 p.m. Advanced registration, registration is required. Masks will be required for persons age two and up. Shouts out to all of the great organizations who got something going on for Easter, y'all. All right. Don't forget to go back and tune into to jeanette on Friday. We had a great episode. It was a whole lot of fun. Uh, so go ahead and check that out. Tell us what you think and get to know us and who we are. All right. The is revealed Friday, April 2nd, which is going to be the first Friday because first Fridays are back now, y'all. From 5 to 8.30 p.m. at Gallery 19041 East Benson Street in downtown Aurora, the old Aurora Public Library, where we shot a good number of episodes. The featured artists are Mary Ellen Newton, Joe Gagnapain, Soterios Gardiakos, Chaz Neponsky, Patty Fine, Vander Sandy. Betty Kolar, John Cornelison, Josue Paez, and Maureen Gassick. Shouts out to all those great artists and shouts out to Viso Arts for all that they do for our artistic community. Mid East Conflict's Wall of Honor car show was coming Sunday, May 23rd. Park and ride at Orchard and Mill in Oswego. Registration's $15. Cars, motorcycles, food, music, and a flag ceremony. Registration on that day will be from 8 to 10 a.m. 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. is the show. And at noon, there's a flag ceremony. The flag ceremony is provided by the Oswego Fire Department. Food is provided by the Oswego American Legion and JB Mobile Munchies. Sponsored by Smart, Entertainment provided by Carousel Sound Company. Very cool. Shouts out. Shouts out to the city of Oswego. Did y'all hear that big city truck? All right, Rotary Club, diversity and inclusion scholarship. West Aurora and East Aurora High School seniors are eligible for a $1,000 scholarship. The application is available at www.rotaryaurora.org and due by April 15th at 2021. Shouts out to the Aurora Rotary Club for all of the good work that they continue to do. All right, that's the news today. We're going to get it popping for you guys for another great episode. Uh, if you're not already, and I don't know why you would not, be be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Breaker, on any of your preferred podcast platforms. Get to know who we are. Also, check out all of our episodes and interviews on YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on YouTube. All the news that's fit to speak on Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. And that is the news. So, good morning!
2: Good morning! Good morning! Good morning ladies, <laughs>
1: good to see you, good to see you. Me too. Um, so, for our listeners and our viewers, let us know who you ladies are and what you represent. Start with you. Thank you.
0: My name is Casey Chitwood and I represent the Alive Center, which is a teen center, and my role is community engagement and development, All also right. known as fundraising.
1: All right.
2: Well, good morning, everybody, and my name is Addie Rubio, and I am the drop-in supervisor for the live Center that has just moved here, downtown Aurora, at 78 South LaSalle Street.
1: All right. For those who are interested, 78 South LaSalle Street is on Historic Auto Row,
2: as right. it has been
1: known. Yeah. Uh, those dealerships used to be car showrooms, why they had that big open... Yeah. Uh, floor plan wow. in, which is very I cool. I've seen
2: the signs but mm-hmm. I that's very cool to know the background. Yeah.
1: The old pictures of Aurora look very nice with that uh, with that street. Yeah. Um, so you ladies are here with the Alive Teen Center and uh, so tell us about that. How did it start and what's its roots?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were founded in actually 2015. Okay. Our founder whose name is Candice Henning really um felt called to open up some kind of a center that would allow and provide youth an opportunity to tap into their own unique gifts and passions. Mm -hmm. And five years now, we celebrated our fifth anniversary in May of last year, so we're just coming up on six almost. Congrats. And thank you. you. Um, (laughs) We serve teens after school, and we have been doing that in free programming since that time, in 2015, we have a space for kids to come in. It's a safe, inclusive space. And in 2018, we opened up a location at the Eola Library.
1: Oh, okay. Which I was
0: in charge of yes, as well. Yes, uh-huh. and then in March of last year, no surprise, the library closed, and so did our right. facility there. And our goal and discussions have been leading us toward attempting a location more in the downtown area, Okay. discussed with the city and the park district over the last three years the possibility of finding a more central location to serve more teens and youth in Aurora hmm. and um, as of January 6th of right. this year we began to provide tours as well as February 1 uh, Addie started serving teens right here
2: in Aurora so. very good very yes. cool
1: um, now there is a location that's in Naperville as well that's the same one Ed, yes okay yeah. Yes, I,
2: this is our satellite in Aurora.
1: Okay. Yeah. I asked that because I think I was trying to post something to our Facebook page and shout y'all out, and I wanted, I might have got the, you know, I saw like multiple, so I was yeah. like, oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely
2: two pages. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very cool. <laughs> alive at Community is the uh, Aurora Facebook page. All right.
1: Alive at Community. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Addie, where are you from? Where were you born and raised?
2: Born and raised here. So I'm Aurora, born and raised. Okay. Um, I've lived here my whole life. My whole family um, lives here. My parents uh, immigrated here from Mexico okay. and they came right to Aurora. So they're from a town in uh, Michoacan called Araro and I think it's so curious how they came to Aurora. It's very similar in name. Yeah. Um, but my uncle is uh, in Elginar. My whole family is really here. Um, okay. I have my grandparents. And, in Mexico, but this is my hometown. I went to school here elementary, middle, high school, and college. So I graduated from AU here. Yeah, all right.
1: And Casey, where are you from? Where are you born? Originally
0: born in a suburb of Minneapolis,
1: Mm, okay, called Chaska. Chaska, Mm -hmm. are there any river
0: town actually? Kind of like Aurora.
1: Are there any? uh, So it's a river town, all right. Mm -hmm. Any other similarities between Chaska, Mm -hmm. and Aurora?
0: You know, I I would not, no, not in size. Aurora is much bigger and probably much more rich in its history. Chesco is a little smaller, more of a farming community, but definitely, you know, on the river, which it reminds me
1: of. Okay. So we're going to get into some specific activities and programs with the the team center. We're going to also talk about what's to come, what you guys have going on and any future calendar uh, updates. Um before our listeners, we're gonna to get to know you ladies as well. so uh, Abby, we'll start with you. Growing up, what impact did your dad have in your life?
2: Oh that's such a wow that's such a cool question. question and it's I might like I feel like I am getting a lot of, like I just had a question. My dad, um, he was everything to us. He's no longer with us here. Um, so he passed in two thousand and sixteen. So my dad growing up was just the most important person in our lives, really held us up and um, just worked for the whole family. Mm -hmm. And he always would tell me, echa ganas, which means keep trying and don't give up in in Spanish, echa ganas, and um, ponte las pilas, which means put your batteries in, (laughs) which means to get charged up and keep going. I like that. So (laughs) my dad is, is very important to us and Thank you for asking me that question, because you're making me think of him right now, and I feel like he's with me and supporting me with all that I'm doing here downtown Aurora for our youth with the Life Center, through the Life Center, and so,
1: yeah. Good. Um, Casey, same question to you. What impact did your dad have in your life growing up?
0: My dad was a social studies teacher and loved working with youth. Um, He was also a fisherman. He was a big believer in balance. He's still with us. Um, I spoke to him five minutes ago, actually, as I was driving here this morning. He and my mom have been married now for 55 years. And I think what the greatest lesson my dad taught me, he believed strongly in the five fingers of life, which was just about balance, that you needed personal, financial, social, spiritual, and professional strengths, and you needed to be sure that nothing ever became too far out of whack. Mm. Otherwise. Could get you know more complicated. So he was right. a big believer in balance, and I think that was probably one of the many beautiful lessons, of course, that he taught me. But that's probably one that comes to mind.
1: And um, you, ladies, experience uh, with the teens that you work with, and what the programs that you have offer. Um, what is, in your opinion, what's the impact of a strong family structure on a kid on yeah. on a Person.
2: Yeah, it, that's so important for a child and a kid's um, overall health is, you know, yeah. having parents that are there for them and supportive and loving towards them, um, a family that's going to show up when you need them. Mm-hmm. I I think that that's really important as yeah. a kid growing up. Yeah.
0: I agree. Okay. Absolutely. And, and I think we all know that when mm-hmm. a parent is not as present in a, in a child's life. It, it definitely affects them, you know, throughout their life in many different ways. Right.
1: Um, so, Casey, uh, a little bit more about you, ladies. Sure. Um, what's your educational background?
0: Um, my undergrad is actually Spanish, All right. um, and my master's is in organizational management. Okay. Uh, after having children and spending some time volunteering in the PTA lane for a while and serving um, in (laughs) in our community. I I actually live in Naperville. Um, I went back to work in the Catholic schools at All Saints Academy for a few years as a religion teacher, as a catechist, and shortly after that became an employee at the Life Center. My former education and my background brought me into sales for the most part. Okay. Spanish to sales and technology was an interesting path. It was in the early 90s. But yeah, I
1: was trying to do the, in my head, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I tend gotta to have at, a pivot, right? I tend That's to be cool. a
0: bird in hand kind of person. Oh. Know, I believe pretty strongly that what's there is there because it's the next
2: step for me and that has managed to serve me pretty well.
1: And yeah. Yourself? yeah I
2: got my undergrad in psychology okay. from Oregon University in 2016. And I, I went into psych because my parents and friends would tell me, oh Addie, you always give really good advice and, and whatnot. And, and so they were like, you probably should go into like a helping profession. Yeah And I felt like that kind of resonates with me. and so I went in and I, and I did that. And then I uh, graduated. There was a break and then I went back to get my master's in social work because later into my uh, years in university I realized that I wanted to be social work but I was really far into my undergrad and I couldn't switch because of my scholarship and so I I did that later on um, and I really think that that was given to me uh, kind of from blessings from my dad because he passed again right when I graduated a couple months later and there was an opportunity to go into grad school um, as a graduate assistant for Latino, the Latino Studies at Aurora University, okay. with Dr. Serrano, um, from our AU, and she told me the the position is open. Please apply for it, and I did, and I I got it, and so I was able to go into my master's program, um, and graduated from uh, that in 2018. And well I, done. Thank you so much. Yeah, and so then I I went into. Um, get my license. So I have my LSW and then I went into um, providing counseling for youth. So I was a counselor with Taking Control in North Aurora and that was awesome. I loved it. And then I got hired on at at Alive in 2019. Awesome. Mm -hmm.
1: Casey, what does America mean to you?
0: That's a big question. I think America it is a place where everyone should be given I think the message of America has traditionally been everyone should be given an opportunity to, to really realize their potential. Right. I think we all know that there are roadblocks in many you know, situations for a lot of folks. It's not a straight path, right? But I still believe in, that, in the dream and the possibility that each of us has a path that can be really effectively ensure that we realize our true potential. But right. it, it takes a lot of important people Along the way, you know, I think we all know if you have just one mentor or role model as a young person, the statistics show that, you know, your ability to really take your life forward and, and to realize what your strengths are is so much easier than if you don't have those around you. And right. back to your question, right, about family and the importance of having that solid foundation. I right. Think in the work that we do, we see that if kids are really given a chance to think about what they intrinsically are passionate about and, and kind of like your story, right? Mm. It, it can make such a big difference. A lot of it is the messages that you know, we get from our family and our friends and the pathway that gets light, lit in front of us, right? right.
2: But it's wow. there for all of us.
1: And Addie, same question to you. Uh, a what answer. does what does is America it? mean to you? Yeah, well, good. That was good. <laughs> that's
2: a big question. <laughs> um, for me, it means home. I that's what America means to me. It, it oh, means home. Wow. Home. I mean, this is this is my um, my homeland, and I am a proud Mexican American, and it means to me diversity, opportunity. Um, yeah. Yeah,
1: right um so now sticking with the youth okay um and we find ourselves in the time of a pandemic we know how learning has shifted uh, I spoke with a great lady with a teacher the other day and you know uh thank goodness that the infrastructure was there for the virtual experience for kids when the school yeah, shut down true. um you ladies at the alive center have been doing things virtually now for a while talk about that a little bit and talk about how it's been going from the pre-COVID world to now. I'll
2: oh, let you take that. You no, much yeah, more involved that's in okay. That, that happened, um, I think, isn't it the date of when we went into shutdown? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, on <laughs> yeah. the live news this morning, which yeah. I, I'd like to promote the, Yeah, tune into the live. Um, yes, that's right. It's been a year. It's, it's been, been a, year. a year.
2: So in we pivoted very quickly to virtual mm-hmm. and were able to adapt to be able to serve the youth that, that go to live. And so what we did is we did virtual drop-in so teens were able to jump on zoom and have an hour of fun Mm -hmm. after you know their e-learning and then we've been offering some clubs as well virtually with for example the excel club which is teen-led and they jump on and have the programming and curriculum and they share it with other teens we also had I'm, i'm thinking of a 203 summer school camp that we did virtually as well last year.
1: District 203, right? District 203. Mm
2: -hmm. And we offered that for for the youth to just be able to have some fun. We played jackbox games. We had scavenger Mm hunts. We we just really wanted to be there for the youth that we serve, and we knew virtually was the way to get connected again Mm -hmm. during that time.
1: Right. And uh, here's here's another question I'm interested in. Got to have your perspective. What in regards to the, I thought that was off, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) What in regards to services of any kind does Aurora need for youth that we do not have already?
0: seems that in the short time that we've been really making connections and this, you know, part of the pandemic, of course, made it difficult sometimes to get out and, and venture into new, new relationships like it would have been normally. So we're making up for some lost time, right? But um, I, I recognize that one, it seems that there is a need for a space that supports middle school And younger high school kids. Mm -hmm. It seems often that that I hear that elementary school kids have a lot more opportunities or perhaps a family would have you know one child eligible for a scholarship to attend a program but maybe two or three other children in the family wouldn't necessarily be able to receive that same benefit so you know certainly financial um, situations can be big roadblocks in terms of accessing programming and giving kids outlets but I, I think we've probably found ourselves hearing that message quite a bit Mm -hmm. in some of the the folks we've met and we're networking with and trying to spread the word about our services being available and they're free by the way here Mm -hmm. in Aurora. But I also think I've heard the word transportation come up quite a bit. Um, Just really having the ability to get kids from one place to another seems to be an issue that Aurora is facing as well. Yeah.
2: It's pretty... Mm
0: -hmm kind of more of a logistics answer, I guess, but it does seem to come up very frequently when we talk to others about some of the challenges that they're yeah. facing in providing kids more access to programs that can give them, you know, a better future pathway. You
1: know, and it's funny that you mention that because I am thinking now, you're right, when, we, when, when, the, when the discussion turns to services for you, I think a lot of people think, okay, We need to have like a daycare kind of service for those really young kids, and then we'll build like a basketball court for the high schoolers so they can play. But what about the middle school kids? Right, you're right. Mm. That mm, what do they need to do? And that's
0: such a vulnerable time in your life. And Mm -hmm. do you know anyone who would go back to middle school
2: voluntarily? I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Right, (laughs) it's tough. And we serve 6th through 12th grade, yeah. so that, that wide range, the reasoning for that is because we we strive to be team-led, team-driven. We are team-led, team-driven, mm-hmm. and the teams that are in high school are usually the ones leading programming or clubs. There is that middle schooler that sometimes will be like, I want to start a club, and so we do, that does happen, mm-hmm. but it's mostly the high school older teams who will be leading clubs for youth, the younger ones, so middle school. Yeah. So that peer-to-peer model is pretty powerful. and. I want to say, Casey, how you've mentioned as well, that it's the only Mm -hmm. one in in the nation. nation? That we're aware of that Mm -hmm.
0: serves both high school and junior high in the same model in the way that we do. And and that peer-to-peer piece is is really empowering for obviously both of the kids involved.
1: Um, One of the things about the experience of education too for youngsters is that, you know, a lot of times the really young kids, so ages are 6th to 12th grade, the really young kids are like, intimidated or perhaps not thinking that the older kids are gonna find them cool. And if right. you're an older kid you're like, you know, I'm not trying to hang with you know, eighth graders, mm-hmm. right? Um do you guys see any of that at the at the center?
2: That's a good question. It it can I mean sometimes it can happen. It mm-hmm. it depends on the mm-hmm. team, you know. Um but what I do notice is we have also another program called the mentor the mentoring program. So We have the older teens that we see, you know, we see that potential of them being able to be a mentor for a younger person, sign up, and they go through an application, they sign up to be a mentor, and then we Mm -hmm. have mentees also sign up, and we usually kind of talk to the parents, we're Mm -hmm. like, we think that your, you know, your teen could really benefit from our mentorship program, and we can pair them up with a, a high school mentor, and so, that happening really helps kind of Good. diffuse that yeah. yeah yeah i think the older kids find that it's
0: surprisingly much more fulfilling for them than they may be walked into experience you know thinking they would experience and yeah for many reasons maybe it's just to see that they have a lot more to be grateful for than you know they realized or perhaps that that leadership role can be very very empowering too right mm-hmm. knowing that you are responsible and that it is you that that child is going to be you know, relying upon to guide them or, you know, that puts you in a position where you're going to see it from a different perspective. I mean, we all know mentoring is really effective,
1: right? Right. Um, and I have a question for both of you ladies on mentoring on my list, which we will get to in okay. this episode. Cool. Um, I'd, I'd like to know as well, what do you ladies think were changes that need to be made or could be made? And again, this is, you know, this is not like trying to give lessons to like lawmakers and legislators about what they need to change you know the education is kind of like a a snowball it's always got some moving parts to it Um, but i want to know what you ladies think about the current or pre-pandemic school experience the high school experience the middle school experience was there anything that you thought perhaps was outdated could have stood to be revitalized and looked at in a different way uh, or you know what what was there? You got, ladies are in schools, you, you know. Mm-hmm. You weren't in schools. I understand that, but just I think you got a good a good vision
0: yeah.
1: about what could have been. I'd
2: love for you to take that first, unless yeah. you don't have something on your mind. I'm thinking about pressure for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Me too. So, so that came to mind right away. So that pressure to get straight A's, uh, you know, and not. Fail. And I, I'm sure that teachers, I, I'm very sure that teachers are, most are saying, you know, it's okay to fail, you mm-hmm. don't expect to be really great at something the first time you try, and all of that, but maybe there's a culture of, of immense pressure for our youth, mm-hmm. and maybe more of a message that it's alright, to, you know, C's are okay, I mean, that's not a bad thing, no. and, and it's it can be really intense to, to say that for some teams, be like, you're trying, especially if they're trying. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think also there are not enough
0: places or opportunities for kids to have, and I like to call it white space Mm -hmm. to some extent. You know, I think we all are potentially have the ability to be a bit addicted to technology and let's face it, it's very easy to access entertainment at a touch of the screen. Um, But I noticed that kids struggle to just be. A lot more, I think, today. And I'm, you know, I'm, not a psychologist, but it seems like they're connected. Right. <laughs> um, but I, I think Addie's, you know, hit the nail on the head. There, there's a lot of, there's a lot of expectations put on these kids that I don't think have ever been placed on youth before. And I don't know exactly if it's par- a lot of it is parents in mm-hmm. some families, but I think we have almost like a contrast. In one situation, we might have this intense pressure, and then a lot of it might be driven by. You know, we like to call this generation of parents helicopter parents, right? But I think there's just as many kids who have very little support. You know, so there's a really wide divide somewhere in the middle, right? Yeah. And so I think we have a few different issues that are difficult to address simultaneously. Hmm. Um, and I think at Alive what we find is that you know, some of these high schools are very large. We um, tend to serve kids who will struggle a bit more to tap in or plug in to a specific club or even, you know, their own, you know, kind of more of a clique. You know, some kids just struggle a bit more. And that's not true across the board. We serve all kinds of kids, leaders, and, and, and kids with such diverse interests. But as far as the kids who tend to come back daily, you know, they find a family experience and, and Addie you work much more closely with the teens than I do but
2: yeah. would you say that's true? I would say that's true. It's it's a place of belonging and a place where they could just be themselves. Yeah. And and it's supported.
0: Yeah. They tell us all the time that at school or in other places they feel a lot less free to just be themselves. Mm-hmm. And and hats off to Addie she build she creates a culture that just really encourages kids to feel good about being themselves the art is a gift you have and, and she finds a way to channel right. a lot of that and I think the kids the testimonials that we have directly from the kids you know grade six seven eight nine ten especially when they're maybe not quite driving or maybe not have that mm-hmm. opportunity to work those are those kids who come in every day that I think you know if you can catch them at that moment before maybe they end up in a situation where they make a choice that they can't potentially benefit from very well, it, yeah. it, it makes all the difference to have a place where you can be yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we're trying to, to provide is that space so they can explore who they are in this, you know, in this encouraging and supportive environment.
1: Right. And uh, how have things been getting acclimated to the, you know, the area of, how's it, how, you know, how is it working with, um, you guys work with elected officials? and, and- Alderman and all that, you know, what? Yes. what's that like? Paint the picture, I have no yeah. idea. no, that's, that's a good <laughs>
2: question, it's, wow. No, yeah, I'll tell you. So it's it's really cool, so um, Alderman Bug has been very supportive. Yes. So thankful to him. and Thank grateful you, Alderman for him. Him. Yes. <laughs> um, Simon Rodriguez from the Youth Services and Aurora. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Simon. He's wonderful. Shouts and, out. Yes. Amen, yeah. Um, Barbara Hernandez, the representative, has met with us and shared our... Uh, coming to Aurora. 83rd
1: so, district, Shouts out.
2: Yes, and so just really grateful. I'm thinking of others. Just so thankful for the welcoming that we've had yeah. here to Aurora and to the downtown area. Mm-hmm. And so it's been it's been going, I believe, very well and yeah. it's going to continue to grow. We've met with um, District 129, so we've had a meeting with the schools to, you know, get our word
0: out and that we're here in Aurora. So. I've been overwhelmed by how welcoming everyone has been from the Rotary to youth collaboration team to other organizations it's been so warm the yeah. welcome really it's, yeah. it's clear that many people agree that something like this is sorely needed for the youth in this community.
1: And you know I'm gonna plant a flag in the conversation before I get on to the next question but I do want to just concur with what you ladies are talking about, because um, you know all the people that you mentioned are friends of the show. So like Linda Kemp.
0: Yes, thank you, Linda. <laughs> and the,
1: right, that that <laughs> is a us, right? that is a friend of the show.
0: Yeah.
1: Bef- you know, uh, Barb Hernandez. Those are friends of the show. Um, many of those people, Simon. Like I knew them, and I worked with them, and volunteered with them before Good Morning, America. So like. Yeah. They're not right, they got skin in the game. Yes. Like those are people actually trying to do things.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. There's so many more we didn't mention. Yes. You know, yeah,
1: yeah. We we still love you guys. We just <laughs> yeah. has right. yeah. open arms. We're
2: we are really, so really grateful. Really grateful. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so let's talk about the town a little bit now. Um what's it you know, where, where do you go to lunch at? You're on LaSalle Street. I mean, so it's twelve o'clock on a Tuesday, right? Where Casey, what's up? Addie, what's up? Where's where's a good place Callie, to go for lunch?
2: Callie Lily. Yeah. Callie Lily uh, Victorian Tea Room. I hope I got the name right. Yeah. Callie Lily is so wonderful. It's I um, really, um, you know, care for the owner. He's great. And the tea's there. The sandwich is there. They're so delicious. And the environment when you walk into their little mm. shop is so cute. Yeah.
1: Very awesome. Uh, so that's LaSalle and Downer. For those who are interested right across or the street Dallin, ben benson. Benson, that's right benson excuse me um there right across the street from durango yeah. yes
2: durango's there as well the smells from the taco place i haven't mm-hmm. had the pleasure of meeting mm-hmm. there yet but it smells so good and they also have a mural a beautiful mural right on the side of cali lily of yeah. aurora downtown so if people haven't uh, checked that place out i would highly recommend to go because it's so cute
1: yeah yeah great place
0: mm-hmm. I second, Addie. I think the tea room is, is definitely the highest on my list at yeah. this point. I have yeah. a lot more exploring to do. <laughs> Keep in mind, we've only been open since February 1st, so we have right. we have a lot more lunches ahead, right, Eddie? <laughs> right.
1: right. Um, now, there are two things that we've been presenting in our news that the Alive Teen Center has going on, one of which uh, we've been talking about your calendar of events for this month. There was a March murder story time or so something? Th- that's
2: in Naperville. We, okay. We will very soon um, get a Instagram for the Alive at Community location. Okay. all right. I'll share that information on our uh, Facebook platform so that okay. people can start to follow us there. We have, for this upcoming um, March, we have uh, Among Us Day. So it's Among Us okay. is a really fun Xbox ex- like gaming video game for teens on Android and iPhone. And... Um, PC as well, but they have a really great time trying to figure out who the imposter is. It's kind of like a, a murder mystery game as well. All and right. so we'll be doing that in person um, with physical distancing and masks. Uh, they're uh, going to be followed, and it's going to be really fun, so I'm excited for that. Good. That's in March. Good.
1: Mm-hmm. How can we, the community, help you?
2: Yeah, I think
0: it's really helping us connect and inform families that we really are here free <laughs> and we really do encourage our hashtag is just show up. You know there very rarely don't do you not have to register to participate in something but that there's no registration required. Mm-hmm. And we really want to be here as a space that kids feel welcome to come as it fits for them. Right. You know, there, there really is. Um, we are open Monday, Wednesday, and Friday okay. after school from two forty-five to six. Given the fact that we aren't, you know, in a normal academic school year, traditionally we may find ourselves in a lunchroom, you know, on a given day handing out maybe bracelets and flyers and, and telling kids, right. here we are, come see us, but of course that isn't possible today. Right. So we are, I think, a little bit still navigating mm-hmm. the most direct way to try to really, you know, imagine how many, you know, opportunities are listed in a weekly newsletter from Either one thirty one or one twenty nine. Right, mm-hmm. so many different things. Wonderful opportunities to communicate. But so I think we, you know, we're still trying to find our way to get to the top of, you know, the list as far as what someone might read or observe. And it's going to take some time. But anything that you might encourage or in, you know help us to just do a better job of connecting directly with kids right now. You know, well, we have two audiences: adults, of course, their parents, right. but it's the kids who need to to really be making that decision, and yeah. so we're, we're not able to connect with them quite as easily as we might in a different time or place. Okay. I
2: would, I would also say, Curtis, through collaboration, Absolutely. so if there is any community member in Aurora or business or organization, what it may be, if they'd like to partner with me so that we could bring a new experience to our youth, Absolutely. whether it be through workshop, Maybe you're a woodworker and you want to teach teens how to make something, or you knit. Uh, so I'd love to have the teens make their own plushies. Whatever, again, whatever gift or talent an adult in our community has, I'd love to bring them in, bring them in as volunteers to help our youth. Mm-hmm. And I will, of course, share that on our Facebook through an event and sure. and and spread the word some more that way too. Okay. And we are a nonprofit course so you know we're completely
0: funded by the community and so it, a partnership or a sponsorship will have several events as time progresses so right. we're always seeking financial support of course as well that's how we
2: stay alive
1: of course yeah. <laughs> of course
2: and I, I want to shout out because this month as well on the 19th Amy coach Amy from Best in You Coaching she partnered up with the Life Center so she's the first of um, yeah. many partners that we'll have and she's bringing a virtual workshop Uh, where teens can come in person and she'll be streamed in on a a TV and she'll be teaching teens how to level up in life. So how to cope with stress, how to make decisions that are going to help them, how to increase motivation. And so Mm. that's the first of many. Yeah, I can dig it. I like that. And that's Amy from? Best in You Coaching. Best
1: in You Coaching. Yes.
2: And then in April, Anna Martinez, or Anna, um, she, I, I'm trying to remember her last name. It's not Anna Martinez. It's Anna or Amy. I can't remember. But mm-hmm. she came on the podcast recently uh, to talk about Anna's sweet treats. <gasps> if I can Anna Sierra. Thank you. Anna oh, okay, yeah. Sierra, yeah. She's yeah. going to be partnering up with the Life Center in April, and she's going to be bringing in some fruits, and we're going to learn how to dip fruit and make uh, delicious treats. Also, while talking and inspiring teens. To start something new
1: themselves and to learn about how to start a
2: business and yeah. Well That's now. My See that? Isn't
1: that great? Making connections right there. That's Telling that. you. Yeah. yeah. She's a uh yeah, so she's a great person. So you know, here's the other thing about when we were talking before the camera started rolling, right? Like the other aspect of it, and trying to like make it to show and create something like it. the other aspect of it was that like at that time, if we go back to COVID when it started, there was no positive news to be found. Wow, so I mean, we were going through, a you know, it was the beginning. So no matter where you read, no matter what you looked at, no matter what was on Facebook or scrolling in your scroll news feed, it was 100% negative. There was just no light to be found. For me as an individual, right, I was just trying to just, add little niceness right just a little right. sunshine I don't care what it as long as it was positive
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh the um, Aurora Noon Lions are handing out food with Ted Masiakos shout it out whatever you know so these are the kind of things that people should be doing right like yeah. you should be showing kids how to sprinkle candy on a flower like you should be doing that you know <laughs> like the world needs more of that we, we got enough, yeah, yeah, more right? Fun. Yeah, more yeah, fun. just it's
0: more light, right? Yeah,
1: seriously, just whatever it is, just put a spotlight on it.
0: Yeah, more joy, yeah. And, and youth bring so much light themselves, you yeah. know, it's inspiring to be around them. Yep. Addie mentioned our team led model. We have, you know, our, our foundation, our name comes from Howard Thurman, who was a philosopher in the late 60s. And I'm not going to be able to quote him perfectly, but basically, the He's most known for saying, "What the world needs is more people who come alive," and it's mm. about really what makes you feel alive mm-hmm. and do more of that. Right, right. You know, just keep it simple, and that's really what we're trying to do. It, it's not complicated. It, it really. This is is. How you got to be sitting here right now, right? Yeah, Same just idea. seriously,
1: just yeah. it's. And it's, kids
0: are so self-conscious, right? And it's all about how other people see them at that age, and and if you can just help them see that perfect just the way you are
2: right you know that's really what we're trying to do yeah yeah and yes and to tap into their skills and talents and and tell them and encourage them to lead something yeah so this friday actually today today we have a team who's starting her own computer science club and so she's going to be teaching teens how to code work with robots and just learn more about computer science and that's her passion that's what she wants to do when she's out of high school and so yeah or a lunch um, pad
0: yeah but there are a lot of kids who come in just not just but for drop-in right so Mm -hmm. we have kind of two things happening we have a safe inclusive space for kids to just be themselves and then we have this entrepreneurial leadership path that is really going to help them gain confidence in who they are and what they have to offer themselves and others
1: um let's i want to pick up mentors Okay, this conversation was great because we, I'm glad that we were able to highlight the importance of mentors in the lives of anyone, yeah. particularly youth, in this discussion. So I'd like to know from you ladies, who was a mentor in your lives? And Casey, we'll start with you.
0: Gosh, so many. Um, I attended an all-girls Catholic college, mm-hmm. and I had a nun who came into my life at the beginning of my sophomore year, she just taught me how to be much more present, and helped me create a lot less buzz in my head. I tend to be a pretty pretty cerebral person, do a lot hmm. of thinking, <laughs> right. and she really helped me figure out how to tap into more of uh, the ability to just sit with that and and see that as a gift. So not that different from what we're trying to teach others, but really helped me to to learn how to to be more calm and present as a person, and it was a gift to learn that young, you know, because I think I, I can be very excitable.
2: Good. <laughs> so she gave me a lot of insight.
1: Good. And, Addie, for you?
2: Yeah. And I'm thinking about elementary school. In elementary school, I had trouble reading. I, I couldn't read, and I actually had to do first grade again, and I was so sad about it, and it was really hard at that age to have to go through that. Right. I had a tutor, her name was Mary Yu, and she would take me to the Paramount Theater so we could watch uh, lying in person, so that was really cool. She also taught me how to better my reading. She was really impactful for me at that age when I was little. And then in university, Dr. Eva Serrano from AU. She was a really big mentor for me in my undergrad. And in my master's, because that's who I had my graduate assistantship mm-hmm. with, she was wonderful and always encouraged me to be courageous and, and be a leader and take on roles that I was uncomfortable with and a little nervous about because I, I felt shy. and so she really helped me to kind of step into being a powerful Latina woman. so good. Yeah, it's
1: beautiful. Thank you. Good.. Um, there is a there is uh what is it so right downtown where you guys are at at the opposite end of the street so that would be that would be downer Mm -hmm. okay where those apartments are and there's that bank on the corner where you guys are that building across the street that oddly shaped building by the train tracks have you seen it
0: i think i know what you're talking about
1: you know which one right
0: Mm -hmm. i'm trying to envision it
1: yeah, um, it's, it's weird shaped. It literally it corners yeah. very Yeah, okay. I've definitely seen it. Yeah, um, I had heard that that was going to open up and be a candy store. Is there some danger of a candy store <laughs> being that close to a teen center? Any worries about that? Right?
2: No, it's a candy store. <laughs> yeah, we hope we, the candy store benefits. In, in Naperville, we have a Rosati's around the corner, and the teens are buying pizza all Oh I bet, yeah. So, oh yes. Yeah. So also right next to a bakery and it doesn't seem to be a bad thing for us right or something, good. So yes. The food will be bought, the candy will be bought. <laughs> yeah, I, I right. hope it benefits them. Yeah.
1: Um so Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays from two fifteen to six PM.
2: Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, two forty five. Two forty five to, 6, to 6, p.m.
1: six PM. Okay. Currently any or, uh, weekend activities at all are those T B D?
2: TBD, okay. uh, no weekend activities at the moment, but we are going to be a part of First Fridays, so cool. we'll be open, uh, Very, it's likely we'll be open a little bit later those days so people can have some fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Very cool. What are, uh, now we do have a uh, an ending message, but I just kind of want to gather from you ladies because you're very motivational and, and I like that. What does 2021 look like? Either you can. What's the outlook?
2: Growth comes to mind right away. So, growth. Growth. I'm Every day, I'm falling more in love with growth. And I'm wanting more of that as well. Personally, professionally, all of that. So, 2021 looks a lot like growth. And that's my answer to that one.
0: It fits for what is happening at Alive as well. Not only here in Aurora, but we are talking to other communities. So. Expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all are ready to maybe try something new. You know, we've been a bit—I don't know what the right word is—but not been able to really, you know, fully realize all of the, you know, normal kinds of things in life. I think it's yeah. made me feel like, you know, a we've been forced to maybe be more creative in how we spend some of our time. So I, I really enjoyed learning how to cook more vegetarian in the last year, and I really put an effort into trying to to do something a little different at home. Oh, okay. Looking forward to just continuing to see life as more of an opportunity for something new or growth. I'm right there with you. I think we're all ready to kind of bust out. and, You know, why not, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, I know. So I asked this question because I was asked this question last night, and I answered it myself. Uh, ambition mm-hmm. like I feel like 2021 could just be yeah. unbridled ambition for anybody right like yeah. I, I, I do I feel more optimistic
0: good I, feel I do
1: that. I feel optimistic yeah, you just have to
0: spread it because that's all it takes right it's a mindset definitely yeah, yeah definitely Patty mentioned collaboration and I just want to reiterate that that is such a big part of what I've experienced in this past year working in a non-profit setting and I think we can all find examples but We have seen it a tremendous effort to be more integrated, as we support families, as we support kids. You know, I think people are much more cognizant now that nonprofits need support. You know, I think donations in general across the globe have increased. People are paying more attention to need, and that is a wonderful thing, right? This collaboration that we continue to seek I think is happening so much more because of what we've been through together than I've seen in a long time, and that makes me optimistic.
1: You know what I think to that point? I think that before the pandemic, I think people thought that, like, food pantries and all that, that's just, it's always there. Right. Like, I don't think that people understood that they got to get food, right? Like, it's not just... I it's, think it's a tree that just replenishes... Like, no, mm-hmm. food pantries can run out of food. Mm-hmm. They could potentially not have any food to serve anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't think the average person in America really understood that until they saw food pantries asking for donations yeah. so they could feed other people. That's So, to your point, you're right. Like... Like the wool has been lifted off the eyes of a lot of people as to the profit, or excuse me, uh, uh, as to the uh, uh, the strength of nonprofits and other organizations, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, so this is fun, right? This yeah. was a good. In- <laughs> this was a good interview. So? Yeah, yeah. This was fun. This was fun. Um, so the show ends on a positive note. Okay. What is you uh, the message? for the day, the weekend, and going into the rest of the year for you from you ladies for the Alive Teen Center.
0: Can we say, just show up? <laughs> yeah, y'all, I'm gonna hashtag
1: that <laughs> when I post this, hashtag yeah. just show
0: up. We've been talking up. a lot about messaging as this week kind of came to our founder, Candace shared a hashtag, our youth, our future. Yeah. And I just, I think that's it, right? We, we just have to keep remembering that these kids are the future. Right. And, and we need to support them at this time in their lives. And they have challenges that no other group of kids in this age group have really ever, you know, not only the pandemic, but we're all aware that mental health is, is something that kids today struggle with much more. Maybe mm-hmm. as generations we can discuss, you know, why that might be, lots of great reasons, but
1: We'll make that a part two. Yeah.
0: Our youth, and I think it would be a fascinating conversation, but... Our um, youth, our future. Our youth, are future. our future. Our youth, our future. Yeah. That really. is the hashtag, and that's, that's the message. Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's all get behind them.
1: Yep. Um, well, this was a great episode. I'm happy to have had the chance to sit down with you ladies and learn about the uh, Live Team Center and learn about each of you as individuals as well, uh, or both of you, excuse me. Um, and yeah, I really hope that people... Continue to just, you know, right, pay into the system, and the system is just society, right? Just, just, just.
0: You get a lot more from giving than you think.
1: Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Um, And you guys opened up. I now have an office on Broadway, and you're very close to me. Good. Yeah. Exciting. That's great. I have to visit. You guys are. I looked at your address one day. I was sitting at the. I looked at the address, and it was like, that you know, Google Maps. You could just turn it. And I was like, dang, they're like right there. That's crazy. (laughs) Um, Well, on behalf of Good Morning Aurora, we appreciate uh, you ladies' time coming onto the show and telling us about the Alive Teen Center and yourselves and anything that we can do to help you out. If it's information that you need posted or shared, you got our email address, send it over, and we'll... You know, we'll get it out there for you. Thank you for
0: um, um, Thank you for having us. Yeah, this no is problem. Really yeah, this is, this fun. <laughs> Shout
1: out to Linda Ken. And, and the and Rotary Club.
0: And you for taking your passion and I mean, it's clear that you, you that are too. you are walking. I mean, you're the tr- proof of our message right there. Yep, and Yep. It's wonderful. Thank you for this chance to talk with you.
1: Not a problem. Trying to give, uh, paying it forward. Yep. Trying to give it back. Mm-hmm. Um, on behalf of our listeners, we want to say thank you once again. We appreciate it. All of you listeners and viewers out there, have a safe, blessed, positive weekend. And we'll see you guys back here Monday morning for another great episode. Peace. All right. That's so cool.